Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Okay, last night we learned Daf Beis Amid Beis, and we went through several rayas to figure out what the word Ur means, because the Mishnah starts with the words Ur Larba Osar, which we understand to mean the night before the 14th, but the Gemara was going through trying to understand if Ur means the nighttime or the daytime. And in the process of trying to figure out what Ur means, we learned many other ideas and dinim. The Gemara went through the din of Baba Machteres, um, about the halach of someone who breaks into a house, that if it's not the person's father, then a person is allowed to kill him because the ganav will kill him. But if it's his father, then he's not allowed to. We went through the, the pasuk in, in Eoiv, where Eoiv was liet, the, the, uh, where he cursed the day that he was conceived. We also went through the um, the mechila of David Amelach, the Peladika Gemara about David Amelach, that he said that he thought even in Olam Haba he'll be in the dark, and then he found that in Olam Hazeh even that there was Ur that Hakadosh Baruch Hu was Meichel him, and then the Gemara went through the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda about Bedika, where he talks about Ur Alarba Osar and Ubarba Osar Shachris, the Gemara brought down to prove that Ur means the nighttime. And the Gemara discussed as well the the halacha that that there's a minig not to do malacha on Erev Pesach, and when does that begin? And the Gemara discussed the Machlaikas Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Leza ben Yaakov, if it begins by Nate or it begins by Ur, which the Gemara went through to Tzadim, if Ur is the night before, as like we've been saying that Ur could mean the night before, or does Ur mean the Amud HaShachar? The Gemara also discussed the din of Tainus Tzibur, that it begins by Alois HaShachar, and the Gemara discussed the comparison of starting the halacha of the Isra Malacha on Erev Pesach with the halacha that in the middle of Erev Pesach, one is not allowed to eat chametz. And finally, the last two halachas that we ended off with, that we learned about, was the torches that they used to light when it was Rosh Chodesh, which the Gemara brought a raya from the Lashon of Ur there, and finally from the Gemara in Zvachim, that the, that, that Rebbe holds that if a person is doing Avaida the entire night, that they need Kiddush Yadayim Veraglayim in the morning, but the Gemara said that Ura is not the same as Ur, and even if Ur means the night, Ura means the morning. So we're three words before the end of Beis Amud Beis, and We'll begin with Mesve Marzutra, where the Gemara is going to go through several other um, brises or Mishnaya or, or Psukim, excuse me, that talk about that talk about um, uh, the word R to try to figure out what the word R means. Mesve, the Gemara asks Akasha. Mesve Marzutra, Marzutra had Akasha. Hamapelas or Lishmainim veEchod. A woman who miscarries on the Ur of the 81st day. Now, what, what this is referring to is, it's really referring to the Psukim in the beginning of Parsha Sazria, 
where the Psukim describe how the days of Tumma and Tahara work if a person, if a woman has a boy or if she has a girl. And the Mishnah there in, in, in Zvach, in Krisos, excuse me, the Mishnah in Krisos is talking about the Leda of a girl. And the halacha is that if when a girl is born, the mother is Tmeya for 14 days. After 14 days, it's mutter for her to be taivelas and she's mutter to her husband. And then there's a period of another 66 days, a total of 80 days, where she's considered still a yoledes to the point that she, that, that any, any dam that she sees till that between the 14th day and the 81st day is considered dam toyhar and it's mutter dam. It's, it's, it's dam that's mutter. It doesn't make her tame. And, um, and at 80 days, that's when she's finally able to go to the base of Mikdash. Until 80 days, she can't go to the base of Mikdash. And on the 81st day, it's mutter for her to go to the base of Mikdash. And what, the reason that that's important is because a woman that has a baby has a chiv to bring a carbon of a yoledes. So because she has to bring a carbon when she gives birth, so the, the first possibility that she has to bring a, to bring a carbon is on the 81st day. The question that's being discussed in this Mishnah in Krisos is what happens if she conceives sometime between day 14 and day 81 and she during that kufa she conceives because she's mutter to her husband and she miscarries so in a certain sense she's now a double yeledes so if she miscarries before the 81st day so in other words before she was ever able to bring the first carbon she became obligated in a second carbon. So then, for sure, she only brings one carbon. The question is, what happens if she miscarries on the night of the 81st day? Now, carbonos are not brought at night. So on the one hand, she's in the day that she would already be able to bring her carbon. But... At nighttime, she's technically, there's a, the, technically the halacha is that we don't bring carbonis at night, so she can't bring her carbon. So if she would miscarry on the 81st day during the day when she was already able to bring a carbon, so then we say she's high of two carbonis. But the middle stage that we're misopic about here in this Mishnah is the 81st at night. Mitzad Echad, the day of bringing a carbon already arrived. So if now she has a new chiv to bring a carbon, perhaps she has to bring two carbonis. Or do we say no, the, the time of bringing a carbon didn't really arrive because she can't bring a carbon until the morning and now it was the night time. That's the Shiloh that the Mishnah in Krisos is discussing. The Mishnah says, "Hamapeles or l'shmoinim." If she miscarries on the night of the l'shmoinim ve'echod, she miscarries the night of the eighty-first day. Beis Shammai poitrin mi carbon. Beis Shammai says you potter from a carbon, meaning that you're yoytze with the one carbon that you're bringing for the original leda for the original birth. 
Ubeis Hillel Mechaivin, but Beis Hillel says you are Chayiv an additional carbon because this um, miscarriage happened at, on the day that you're already Chayiv in a carbon. The Mishnah goes on to say, Omru Beis Hillel Beis Shammai, Beis Hillel said to Beis Shammai, Maishna or Shmainim Ve'echad, Miyoyim Shmainim Ve'echad. First of all, what's the difference between the night of the 81st day and the day of the 81st day? In other words, if by day she has a baby, you'll say that she brings two carbonas. Why should the night be different? Now, just to point out, Beis Shammai will answer that the night is different because you're not allowed to bring a carbon at night. And secondly, Beis Hillel um, asks... If the night is the same as the daytime on the 81st day regarding Tumah, should it not be the same regarding carbon? And what this means is as follows. As I mentioned earlier, between day 14 and day 81, until the end of day 80, any dam that the woman sees is considered dam toyer, and it's, it doesn't, it's not mitameher. She can't go to the base of mikdash, but it doesn't, it doesn't answer her. So, so, that ends, that kufa of dam toyer ends when she reaches the nighttime of day 81, when day 80 ends and day 81 begins. So we see that it's fully a new tkufa when day 81 begins. That's called that it's, that, that the, it's Shiva Loyla Tumma. The night and the day are the same regarding Tumma, that she goes back to the regular dinim of Nida and Zava, that if she sees Dam, she becomes Tmea. So Basil says, Loyishva Loyla Karbin, it shouldn't be the same for, for a carbon that just like by day, if she's, if she's mapelas, if she miscarries, she's high of two carbonas, so at night also. Okay, that's the Mishnah in Krisis. But the point that Marzutra made when he asked his kasha is clearly when it said, or l'shmeinim v'echad, it's talking about the nighttime. We're comparing or to the daytime. So obviously or is night. Midika Omar Beis Hillel Beis Shammai, from this that Beis Hillel says to Beis Shammai, Maishna or Shmoinim Ve'echod, Miyoim Shmoinim Ve'echod, what's the difference between the or of Shmoinim Ve'echod and the daytime? Shmamina or Urtahu, so we see Klar that or means the nighttime, Shmamina, and that's another good raya that or is the nighttime. Meisvei, the Gemara asks another kasha. Yochel yehenech al or l'shlishi. This is a fascinating Gemara. Where the Gemara discusses if you're allowed to eat a carbon shlamim on the night of the third day. Meaning, different carbonos, as we'll see, have different lengths of time that they can be eaten. Some carbonos could be eaten for a day and a night. And some carbonas could be eaten for two days with a night in between. The question is, on that second day, is the night after also included? Or once the night comes, you can't eat the carbon shlamim anymore? So the Gemara says like this, You might think that you can eat the carbon shlamim even the night of the third day. 
So that means you ate it on one day and then the night after that and then the next day and then you would be able to eat it the night after that. And the Gemara says, Vidinu, and it would make sense that that would be the case. Because Zvachim Ne'echolim Liyayim Echad. We know that there are carbonoids that are eaten for one, for one day. Those carbonoids that are eaten for one day, um, I'm sorry. There are carbonates that are eaten for one day and carbon shlomims are eaten for two days. Just like over there by the carbon, by the other, by the one day carbonates, we say that the nighttime comes after the day, meaning that from the time you bring the carbon for the rest of the day, you can eat it and the night that comes after that. So then by the carbon shlomim, when you can eat it for two days, there's reason to say, Afkan over here also, Lailo Acharayon, that you can eat the carbon the night after the second day. So the Gemara says, no, Talmud Loimar, the Pasuk says, very, very interesting. This Pasuk is in Parshas Kedoshim, where the Pasuk is talking about carbon shlomim. And the car- Pasuk is really saying that if the carbon is left over until the third day, you burn it, you have to burn it. But the Gemara is making a drasha here by putting a, the, uh, by, by like reading the Pasuk with different commas. So the Pasuk says, You can eat it the day that you shechted and the next day. Those are the two days. And then the Pasuk goes on to say, And if it's left over until the third day, you have to burn it. But the Gemara is darshaning, Hashlishi we'll talk about later. So the Gemara says, Talmud Loimar, the Pasuk says, it could be eaten on the day that it's shechted umimacharas and the next day. And what's left over until the day. So that until the day, we learn out a drasha, you're only allowed to eat it during the daytime. When the second day ends, the next night after that, you cannot eat the carbon. And it's not edible, the night of the third day. Oh, one second, if the night of the third day, I can't eat the carbon, so maybe the leftovers of the carbon could be, could be burned that night. Maybe they should be burned already immediately afterwards. You might think that it should be burned immediately. Vidinu, and that would make sense. Because we see that the carbonates that are eaten for one day, the carbon which is eaten for one day, um, um, and 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 ushlamim neachalim l'shneiyamim v'layla echad, and the carbon shlamim is eaten for two days and for one night. Now, at the end of the carbon taida, malahalon, just like over there, by the end of the carbon taida, take a immediately after eating it, it is burned. Afkan over here as well, take a immediately after eating it, it is burned. That's what you would think. So the Gemara is suggesting that perhaps, just like by a carbon taida, which is eaten for one day, um, 
So it's eaten for a day and for a night, and immediately after, as soon as the next morning comes, it's burned. So so to a carbon shlamim, which is eaten for two days, you should immediately, at the end of the second day, you should burn it. Zakti Gemara, no. The Gemara brings another Pasuk that says, Talmud Leimah, the Pasuk says, V'hanoisor mi b'sara zevach b'yoyim ha-shlishi bo'eshi soref. If whatever's left over from the, from the flesh of the carbon, on the third day it should be burned. And the Gemara dashes the word bayoim. Bayoim atasarfa. You can only burn it by day. Vi atasarfa And you do not burn it at night. In any event, the Gemara says, from the fact that it says that the Gemara has a hava, I mean, in, in the beginning that it should be eaten, or l'shlishi, so what does or mean? So clearly, alma or urtahu, clearly or means the nighttime. We're talking about eating the carbon shlamim into the nighttime of the third day, Shmami no, and that's another, so it's really having a preponderance of evidence here that or means the evening. The Gemara goes on with another halacha, also in n- another area of Shas that we get exposed to here. Toshma, the Gemara brings the, a, a brisa from Mesechta Yuma. Or shall Yom HaKippurim. On the night of Yom Kippur, Mispalel Sheva, you daven seven brachas in Shemayna Esrei, umisvada, and you say vidui. Shachris, when you daven Shachris in the morning, Mispalel Sheva, you daven seven brachas, umisvada, and you say vidui. Bimusuf, when it comes time for Musaf, Mispalel Sheva, again, you daven seven brachas, Umisvada, and you say vidui. Bimincha, Mispalel Sheva, Umisvada. Be'arvis, when it comes to Mayriv of Moitzoi, Yom Kippur, Mispalel Me'ein Shmoina Osar. You, you daven what's called Me'ein Shmoina Esrei. What's Me'ein Shmoina Esrei? Me'ein Shmoina Esrei means you say the first three brachas of Shmoina Esrei, of a weekday Shmoina Esrei, and the last three brachas, and all the middle brachas you condense into one bracha. So, so, um, so, which really comes out to seven brachas. So it comes out that you're davening seven brachas on Yom Kippur. And the reason for this is because you're still fasting. It still has some of the Kedusha of Yom Kippur. So you, um, so you, you daven seven brachas. Um, Reb Chanina ben Gamliel, Reb Chanina ben Gamliel says, in the name of his fathers, Mispal Shmoina Osar Shleimois, you daven a full eighteen brachos. Mipnei Shetzarech Loimar Avdala B'Chaynin Adas. The reason why you can't condense it is because if you condense it, then you're not saying the bracha of Chaynin Hadas outright. And if you're not saying the bracha of Chaynin Hadas outright, you can't add Ata Chaynantanu to say Havdola B'Chaynin Hadas. So therefore you have to say out all 18 brachas and not limit it to just condensing all the middle brachas into one bracha. But again, it's clear from this b'risa that starts with Ur shal yoyim alma Ur urtahu. You see that Ur means the nighttime, shmami no. So again, we have a good raya that Ur means the nighttime. Toshma, the Gemara brings another raya, the Tani Debe Shmuel. 
they learned in the base Medrash of Shmuel, Lele Arbaos or Boitkenes Achametz Laor On the night of the 14th, we do Bedikas Chametz with a candle. So it says, you see that Shmuel must have understood the Mishnah that Ur means nighttime because that's how he taught it. Alma Ur, Urtahu, so you see that Ur is the nighttime. Okay, now the issue is as follows. If Ur is the nighttime, so in the beginning of the Gemara, and Dav Bezom and Aleph, we said a machloikis, Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda, what Ur means. And Rav Huna said that Ur is Nagi, which means light. And Rav Yehuda said it means the nighttime. And we thought it was a machlaikas if you do bedikas chametz on the night of the 14th or on the day of the 14th. But at this point, it has become abundantly clear that ur means the nighttime. And if ur means the nighttime, so then how could we say that Rav Huna said it means the daytime? So the Gemara here comes to explain. And the Gemara says, Elo rather, Bein Rav Huna, Ubein Rav Yehuda, Dekulei Alma Ur Urtahu. Both Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda, they both hold that Ur is the nighttime. Veloi Pligi. And still, it's not a machloikis. And even though one said Nagi, which is like a brightness, Ur, and one said, Laila, it's not a machal, because they both hold it referring to the nighttime. But it's just how they call the nighttime that, that's different. Marki Asrei, this one said it like the Minig in his place. Umarki Asrei, and this one said it like the Minig in his place. Be'asrei de Rav Huna, in the place of Rav Huna, Karunagi. They would call the nighttime Nagi, like a Lushan Saginar. Uh, you know, sometimes there was a, there's a, a Mahalach to call something by its opposite. So they would call, um, they would call the nighttime Nagi. But in the place, in the, in, in, in Rabbi Yehuda's Makaim, Karulele, they would call it nighttime, they would call it Laila. Okay, Frakti Gemara, Lamaisa, we just had a blot and a half trying to figure out what R means, whether it means the day or the night. So the Gemara wants to know, so why don't you just say night? Vitana didan and artana, my time aloikotani leili. Why didn't he just say it means nighttime? The Gemara says an unbelievable lesson, Lishna al Yehudinaka. The Tana wanted to speak in a more uplifted um, more dignified Lashon. And he didn't want to talk about nighttime, which has a connotation of darkness or, or evil. He wanted to say a Lashon of Ur, which, which means, which literally means light, to refer to the time of the night as a way of like cleansing his speech. Um, like you find a drasha of Rabbi Shua ben Levi. The Amr Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Rabbi Shua ben Levi said, A person should never express a lowly lushan from his mouth. The Torah Twisted, the Tyra bent, so to speak, meaning that the Tyra went out of its way to change eight, eight letters in the Tyra, just not to say something in a, in a less uh, uplifted way. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says in Parshas Noyach, 
min habehema hatahira noyach took from the pure behemas, umin habehema and from the behema asher eneno tahira, which is not tahar. Now the pasuk could have just said simply umin habehema hatmeya. The noyach took from the behema hatahira and from the behema hatmeya, but instead he said asher eneno tahira. So the extra letters, the difference between Tmeya and Ashere Nena Tahira is eight ICIs. Rav Papa Omar Teisha, Rav Papa says there's a Pasuk that you could find that there are nine extra letters just because the Tahira wants to speak in a clean, uplifted, positive way. Shanemar, as the Pasuk says, Ki ish, Asher lo tahar. If you have a man that is not Tahar, he's not Tahar, Mikre Laila, because he has the tum of, of being a Balkari. So again, the Pasuk could have just said, The fact that it says, is adding nine letters just to go out of its way. It's better to say not pure than to say impure, like Tame. Uh, so that's nine letters. Ravina Omar Eser. Ravina says, no, in truth, it's really ten extra letters, vav de tahar, because the count, according to Rav Papa, was counting tar as three letters, as if there's just a chaylem on the hay, and it's tes hay resh. But in the Torah, this word is tes hay vav resh, so it's really ten letters. Ravacha bar Yaakov, Bar Yaakov says, I'm going to show you a Pasuk and say for Shmuel, that's 16, Sheshes, right? 16 letters. Shenemar, because the Pasuk says, Ki Omar Mikrehu, because he said that it was a Keri, it was a, um, a, a Tumah happened. Bilti Taharhu, Kiloi Tahar. He's, he's not Tahar, and the reason why, that, and that's why he didn't come, because he's not Tahar. So, over there, you find that there are 16 extra letters. It could have just said that, that he's Tameh. The fact that it says Bilti Taharu is an extra 16 letters. Um, Zakti Gemara, Tanya Debei Rabbi Shmuel. So once we're, so the Gemara, once it's on this topic of speaking in a, in a Maila, in a Lishna Ma'alia, the Gemara brings a Brisa from Rabbi Shmuel. The Brisa says as follows. A person should always speak in a clean Lashon. Shaharei, because you find the sensitivity of the Torah, that Bizov, there's a din, there's a halacha that what a zav or a zava sit on um, are, is tame. By zav, it calls it merkav. A zav, who's a man, it calls it merkav, that which he rides on. By an isha, it calls it something to sit on, but it doesn't call it something to ride on because there's a, there's a tsnias by women of not sitting on an animal in a way that they divide their legs because there's a certain tsnias in the movement of keeping their legs closed. So, so that, so therefore the Torah goes out of its way not to describe this that a woman is sitting on as a merkav, just the sensitivity of the Pasuk. The Oimer, in addition, the Pasuk says in Eoi, Vativchar Loshen Arumim, that you should choose a language of cleverness. 
that you should be, you should, you should, you should, um, you should speak in a, in a, in a way that's clever, that's appropriate. The Oimer, and additionally, the Pasuk says, Um, my lips spoke in a clear, pure way, the das, the, the, the wisdom. So the the Gemara. So if you look at this brisa, and the, there's there's the ha'ara from the way the pasuk describes um, Toma, and then there's the pasuk of Ativ Chaylashan Arumim, and then there's the pasuk of Vidas Sefosai. So the Gemara wants to know what these steps are. So the Gemara says as follows: My Ve'Omer, what's the Ve'Omer? What are the additional steps? Because Vechitema, you might think that from the Lashon Pasuk is not such a raya, because maybe in the Torah, oh, very nice, in the Torah, the Torah should go out of its way to speak in a very, in a very uplifted way, but maybe that doesn't apply to other people. Vechitema, um, if you'll say Hani Mili so that's Dafka in the Torah. But when it comes to the Durabonon, when it comes to, 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 to Durabonons, so then who says that, uh, that the Lushan of the Chachamim has to be that way, to speak in an uplifted way? Um, so, so Toshma, so that's why the, the Braisa goes on to say, that you should speak in a, in a, um, in a, in a, Chosen in a in a in a uh, in a chashavaloshen, the vativchar loshen arumim. Rashi explains means arumim is the chachamim; they're the clever ones. And vativchar loshen arumim means that the language of the clever ones is 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 special. is 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 a is a choice language. It's a it's an uplifted language. So that's vativchar loshen arumim. And finally, okay, so maybe that's Dafka the Arumim, maybe that's Dafka the Chachamim that have to speak in an uplifted way. That's Dafka the Rabbanon. But when you're speaking Stam Shmuzing, you Stam talking, maybe then it's not necessary. Maybe then, Loi, maybe then you don't have to. So that's where it brings the final Va'imer, the Dasafasai Borer Mililu. That any time that there is dibur, any time our lips are speaking, that it should be with a certain purity and a certain a certain upliftedness. Okay, so that is the, uh, the that that's the end of Dav Gimel Amid Aleph. The rest of the Amid Be'ezer Hashem will do next time. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Daf in Shas, including Myra McClaimus on each shear please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.